This show is brought to you by Drift Outfitters in Toronto at 199 Queen Street East. Drift is remaining open during these difficult times, but with a new way of getting you your fly fishing goods without allowing customers into the shop. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to order products and take advantage of free shipping across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Why not help them out during this difficult time for small businesses? Give them a shout out on Instagram. Got a great photo to share? Tag at Drift Outfitters. Also, you can tag your fly tying picks with hashtag self-isolation to show your friends and your followers how you're spending your downtime. Giving Drift more exposure and love right now is one way we can help keep them going. These are tough times, and we must find a way to continue supporting our community store. Visit driftoutfitters.com for more information. Welcome to another episode of So Fly. It is um, it's April. Can you believe it? Uh, it's uh, it's time is certainly flying by now with uh, all this isolation going on. My name is Mitch, and we've got Aldo. Hey, everybody. We've got Yelma. Hey. We've got a very special guest on the show today. Um, very excited to be talking with Stephen Brunt. Stephen, how's it going? Hey, it's great. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, very excited to have you on the show. Uh, for people listening at home, Stephen, what do you do? Uh, I work for uh, Sportsnet. Um, I'm an old sports writer, but I, uh, I worked for the Globe and Mail for a long time as the sports columnist there, but I've been at Sportsnet since uh, 2011. So I do radio, I do TV, I uh, write a bit for the website, I write books. Um, yeah, I, uh, which means that right now I'm doing a lot of sports stuff without sports, which is a bit of a challenge, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're getting by somehow. Yes, and no, we're super excited to have you on. And um, of course, you're probably one of the best uh, guests to have on in terms of uh, radio voice. So uh, we're excited about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not for a newspaper guy. It's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, it's, not, I, uh, you, sometimes you get, you just uh, get, win a, a bit of a genetic lottery. So I'm happy to have it. It's helped. It's helped me out. Believe me. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, we're not drinking any 40 Creek right now. Cause it's the afternoon and uh, I drank a little too much 40 Creek last night. Um, but, uh, I'm drinking some tea and, uh, looks like everybody else is just kind of hanging, uh, hanging low in their quarters. Steven, whereabouts are you calling from today? I am uh, from uh, my home office in Hamilton. So, nice. uh, oh, in nice. the kind of the neighborhood around McMaster university where I've lived for, we've been here for, uh, 30 years. I am from Hamilton too. I grew up here. So I, oh, I grew okay. up up on the mountain. Nice. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. And how are you, uh, finding, uh, life in, in these strange times? <clears throat> it's yeah, very, it's very odd. Uh, it's you know, look it's odd for all of us right um i've been busy which is good we're you know we're doing uh three hours of radio a day still and i oh, i can wow. do it from home i've got a little home studio here at Line, so i can do that um i nice. did my first interview you know for uh, well digital it'll be digital but uh but a television interview essentially yesterday using the same kind of technology yeah we're using here uh with cito gaston for some of those uh oh, right blue jay replays that we're running right now awesome. um doing a bunch of writing, you know, so I'm trying to kind of keep in a routine and stay busy and, uh, you know, and otherwise pretty try to be pretty disciplined about things. I, my mom is lives about 10 minutes from here and she's, uh, 89 years old. So I got to look out for her. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm just, I'm trying not to look too far ahead. I'm fine. Yeah, right. that's, that's the best way to kind of manage it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Day by day, hundred percent. We, Aldo yeah. and I were just chatting before this too, of amazed how fast the days go by. Like they just fly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's. I although I'll tell you, I was at spring training the week it shut down. Right. And and that seems like, you know, it seems like months ago. It seems like years ago. It was only 
a little over three weeks ago that we were when the, you know the Rudy Gobert test happened and uh, you know by that that was on the Wednesday night and by Friday night spring training was shut down and by Saturday night we were on a plane getting the heck out of there um, trying to get out of Florida so it's been yeah time is there's a weird kind of a time space thing going on right now I think oh, yeah. that we're all experiencing yeah. yeah agreed yeah Yilma and I were actually in Tobago Yilma's from Trinidad and uh, we were fishing and the day before we left to come back to Toronto was when the NBA shut down and then we were like wow imagine if like all the sports shut down <laughs> yeah. and now that seems like such a like a like it's almost absurd to think that it wouldn't you know yeah, exactly I mean? yeah uh yeah. this is a good fanboy moment for me i mean i'm a huge blues jays fan so speaking to you i read your writing quite often so it's pretty for me personally pretty exciting to have you on i remember i used to work at drift and one day i was stocking the shelves and i just heard your voice i was like wait a minute I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the shop i have i miss uh, you know I, I i rob sent me a big box of stuff the last day that they were open my kind of my opening day kit so nice. I, haven't, I haven't even opened it downstairs uh nice. i'm i hope you know i hope opening day is opening day i hope we have some access to the rivers by then i'm not sure if that's going to be true or not it doesn't sound great um yeah i've been that's kind of one of the things that's been keeping me going the idea that we could socially isolated on a river and you know be able to do that especially as we get into may you know when things get nice but mm -hmm. anyway fingers crossed i'm hoping yeah same. yeah same same with us i mean yeah like every year it's it's such a fun start to the season you know the spring get out there and fish trout uh yep. with some squirmy worms and yeah man i know it's uh <laughs> it's a bummer but hopefully hopefully it works out but um yeah it's amazing you've had such a great long career in uh, in sports but it's it's cool that um you're also a fly angler i think maybe a lot of people don't know that about you but um, how, how did you get into fly fishing at all? Where did it begin? Well, you know, I was, my, my dad was a, a fisherman and, um, but like a, you know, a hook and bait kind of guy, you know, yep. um, we lived at that point, we lived up near Georgetown when, I, um, he was transferred. So we, we moved up there from Hamilton and we did, we fished, I fished with him almost every weekend during this trout season in the little streams around there, you know, the little, um, tributaries of the credit mostly right. like not the credit itself but the okay. and it was for uh you know for native rookies which i'm not sure how many of them are left up there anymore that water's gotten a lot warmer you know in these ensuing years mm -hmm. but you know like a, a foot long fish would be a trophy in yeah. those in those streams mm -hmm. so we you know we used to do that um you know live grass you know like grasshoppers live bait which are you know collecting those things was a pain but they were yeah. great for trout mm -hmm. and, and at a certain point i don't know why we uh kind of decided to try and teach ourselves to fly fish we'd never he'd never done it you know he fished his whole life my dad and uh but we kind of decided to we also used to go west every year so we alberta right. you know up around jasper and we were in wyoming and colorado places like that we fished all those places but we kind of gradually we didn't know anything about fly fishing really yeah but we taught ourselves you know we bought some gear we probably had the wrong gear now when i look back on it we didn't really know what we we're doing but we um yeah, we taught ourselves to fly fish. So that's, that's how I started doing it was for the, you know, again, for little tiny brookies and, um, but you learn how to read the water and, you know, kind of uh, understand where fish held and um, kind of match the hatch to a degree that like, like, again, where I lived in those days, it wasn't like you had a huge selection of flies or yeah. a lot of the stuff we take for granted now just didn't, you know, um, just wasn't available. So it was pretty primitive. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I always loved it. Um, I love to fish and, and it was a real bonding thing for my dad and I, and, mm -hmm. you know, and then I didn't do it for a long time as when my kids were young. Um, and, uh, we moved here to Hamilton. Um, you know, and I work, I was at school and work and all of those things kind of swept it away, but I, I picked up fishing again 
when my sons were uh, young, they're mm -hmm. both, you know, my oldest kid's 32. Now my youngest, younger son is 30. And we started messing around, you know, I would fish for anything, anywhere, just to kind of get kids out there somewhere where they could get a tight line. Yeah. And I, and at that point, yeah, I kind of rediscovered it mm -hmm. and got more serious about it. And uh, look, my, you know, I'm still a mess technically because of I'm self-taught and I'm, you know, continually trying to, you know, I have to explain myself to a lot of guides and say, look, you know, this is, you know, you can help me, but it's only going to get so much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, my sons are I've become tremendous fishermen and uh, um, yeah. And I've kind of branched out beyond, I, I trout fish locally a, a ton, you yeah. know, right, very close to where I am here right now, but yeah, I've traveled all over the place um, increasingly over the years, you yeah. know, found, got into saltwater fly fishing. Yeah um and so then the, and then the newfoundland thing so yeah it is it's become at this stage of my life you know it's hobby's kind of the wrong word for it but i i do kind of try and arrange my life around yes fishing and fishing trips and you know especially with my kids because you know, there's nothing better than fishing with your kids yeah totally yeah. it's funny you say that like arranging your life around fishing i think it's something that we all kind of do eventually you know like um did the newfoundland house what, do you you have some property out there you said eh yeah, yeah, we bought a house there in um, just on a whim, you know, really, it was really, uh, it wasn't well thought through, but we were out there, <laughs> I was out there writing something for the Globe and, and, uh, and we went back and I, I actually I wrote this, the, the, the real origin stories, I, I, um, I was at the Magazine Awards, the National Magazine Awards, I'd won an award at the National Magazine Awards, so in 1998, I think, and uh, I ran into the guy who was the, the editor of Outdoor Canada at that point. Yeah. Mm. And he, um, he said, look, you know, somebody, he said, I hear you fish. And I said, yeah, a little bit. You know, he, he said, would you like to write something for us? So um, That's cool. he said, what, what do you want to do? We can send you on a trip in Canada, wherever you want to go. And, and I, I said, well, look, I've never Atlantic salmon fished. And, you know, it's kind of one of the holy grails. I didn't really know much about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I never, and at that point, I had never been to Newfoundland. So hmm. anyway, the, yeah, the, the, the trip kind of came together. Um, it was almost a year later, I think, by the time the trip came together, and and uh, when I went out and fished a lodge in the Upper Humber, a place I've it's under different. A friend of mine owns it now, strangely enough, but I've been back there since. Uh, and uh, you know, it the we got there, the water was too high. I was working with a photographer. We had to kill a bunch of time before we could fish. Yeah, he was shooting nature stuff, so I got to see the whole northern peninsula of Newfoundland on the west coast of Newfoundland, oh, which cool. is God, astounding. Cool. Yeah, and then I finally got to fish, and you know, didn't know what I was doing at all. And, uh, but I, you know, after like four days, finally landed a really nice fish and, uh, had a story to write, which was good. Um, I, I think at a certain point I went back and started using my trout rod, like a six weight. Yeah. So I landed like a 10 pound salmon on a six weight, which was fun. Uh, cause I just wasn't comfortable with the bigger, right. I never used it, you know, like right. I was used to using fours and yeah. like tiny stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So the, the long story short, we went, we, my, I went back to Newfoundland with my family the next year to write, to cover the regatta in St. John's, the, the rowing competitions the oldest yeah. sporting event in north america yeah and we went we drove over to the west coast as tourists and saw an ad in the paper for this little cabin and and we bought it that's like awesome impulsively <laughs> that's awesome. so that's so yeah good. it's right in the, so it's great it's right in the middle of gross morn um on oh, bond wow. bay so wow. it's one of the most beautiful places in canada and yeah. you know i honestly the salmon part there's great trout fishing there there's resident trout there are sea run brookies uh oh. in, in june which are fantastic um, you know, there's mackerel, you can throw a fly out if you want in the, in the open water, That's fun. uh, which is fun. But, um, yeah, the best thing that's happened there to me in the last, you know, seven or eight years is that the, in the national park, 
in Gross Morne, the park waters are now open as if to non-residents. So okay. you don't have to fish with it. You don't need a guide. Right. So, so I've got one little stretch of the Lomond River there that's in the park that's 10 minutes from my house. I hike into it and I've been able to fish that series of pools by myself every day, you know, from, you know, whenever I get there at the end of June to oh, until it peters out in, you know, July 21st. So I, you know, I got to teach myself. Yeah. Um, like I've been with some great guides too, but right. you know, being able to fish your own water mm-hmm. year after year, see the pools, see yeah. how the pools change from year to year, um, understand where the lies are. And then when the lies move yeah, and, um, like it's a real, you know, it's, and it's the price of a license out there. Non-resident is, it fluctuates, but you know, 75 bucks maybe. Yeah. But for year? yeah, for, yeah, for 75 wow. bucks, I can fish. You know, yeah, within you have to, you know, the parks regulations are different than the province's sure. regulations, but you know, I'm not tagging fish anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's been great. It's that's been an enormous education. Like I fished a bunch of other places too with guides, yeah, but being able to fish on my own is what really taught me how to fish for salmon, yeah, and learn the water, like you say, and yeah, get to know all great. the different spots you like to fish. And yeah, it's a whole other experience, right? Oh, yeah, like I, I you know, I can take people in there now, even if they're really good salmon anglers you know, mm-hmm. uh, and show them a lie that, yeah. you know, I can say, look, if you, you know, stand here, yeah. see this rock here, see that over there. Cause you know, it's the, with salmon fishing, it's not always obvious, right. Uh, where the fish are going to hold. And again, it changes from year to year, but I, I know that stretch well enough that I can almost tell you, you know, where the, you know, the, there'll be, should be a fish behind that rock and yeah. just, you know, swing down to it kind of thing. So that yeah. has been, yeah, it's been a great education. So, okay. So we go back to, go back to the, if we go back to the outdoor Canada assignment, when you first yeah. went out there to catch that salmon, um, uh, and you said you had never salmon fished before on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was going through your head when you got to that river with the photographer and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stick one of the hardest fish to stick on a fly <laughs> for this magazine. Uh, like, what was your move? What would you do? Well, it was, you know, uh, the, the, the thing, you know, if you get in certain places in, New, in Newfoundland, certain, a lot of places anywhere, but like a lot of grills in Newfoundland, right? So they're pr- primarily grills runs. Right. Um, but you can be in pools there where it's like Disneyland, you know, where fish are jumping oh, man. constantly. Like you well, see fish just jump, 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 jump. Um, and, you know, the hardest thing I think anybody would say who's a trout fisherman or, you know, any kind of other fly fisherman going over to Atlantic salmon is the fact they're not feeding. So you're yeah. you're not trying to mimic food. You're trying to you know, fish patterns and movement and speed and, uh, you know, uh, color, you know, sometimes, uh, shape it's, it's such a different mindset. And I, you know, I got to say, it, I, I found it frustrating, you know, for the first few years I did it because yeah. of that, that, you know, you could just like fishing grids, you know, it's not, uh, it's not that much fun, especially if, <laughs> you know, in situations where there's no fish moving or yeah. jumping, you don't, there's no reward. Right. Um, that's why I'm not a good steelhead fisherman, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 you know, it took me a, it took me a long time to kind of wrap my head around that idea of, of patterns and, you know, and I say patterns, speed, um, angle, you know, patience, right. A different kind of patience. And yeah, like sometimes you get lucky and something happens right away and you go tight, but yeah, you can pound away or you can swing a fly over fish for you know, a day and not move one, you know, it's, um, so it's, it's, it is, it's a completely different mindset. And most of, you know, and again, I, it's, it was a transition for me. Like Mm -hmm. that first trip, I'd say it took me four days. Uh, I hooked a nice fish. It was on a, on a dry fly on a bomber. So the fish, you know, I saw the head come out of the water. It was like, it's pretty cool. Oh, it's cool. 
but but after that i gotta say for a few years i i did more trout fishing out there than i did salmon fishing just because you know i, I like yeah. action and, and i like stuff that i could kind of figure out whereas yeah. salmon fishing i found a bit of a mystery still it took me a while to become kind of committed to it yeah Oh, fair enough, man. I mean, I think that was kind of like all of our experiences steelheading too, in the way there's similarities, right? Like, God, I mean, I can't even, like the first time, first couple of years, I think I went out steelhead, I didn't catch anything, you know, swinging yeah, on yeah. a, swinging a dry line and on these pools and, and, you know, uh, Southern Ontario rivers, it's like, it's, it can be super frustrating. And, yeah. Um, I've not, it's, I have not, uh, um, I, I've had many people try and convince me. I've hooked one steelhead on my own. Nice. Um, bouncing an egg imitation in paris ontario and, yeah. and just got tight got tight on one got it to me I said okay i've done it yeah you know and it was and it was cold and there was ice in my eyelets and <laughs> i i you know but i've yeah. never yes yeah, someday maybe but it's not i i i'm not convinced by steelheading here yet i'm sure maybe one of these days but yeah i'd rather go, so, go I'd, I'd rather go somewhere warmer you know yeah. right yeah that's for sure i think the fall the fall's nice around here for sure but then once your guides start icing up it definitely takes the fun away from it for sure yeah, yeah. New, newfoundland's definitely something we've talked about uh not a whole lot on the show i think when we talk about salmon or trying to think it tends to be the gas bay or even maybe mm. labrador not specifically newfoundland um the resident trout there is it all brookies yeah, they're all, it's only brookies. There are some escapee rainbows that come into some of the rivers, which is not a good thing. Uh -huh. um, mm. So that's happening a little bit. Um, but yeah, the, the native fish there are, are brookies. And there is like a resident population that, you know, uh, you know, they're sort of like the brookies we used to get here. They're not like the ones in the, if you see the old Lee Wolf films of Newfoundland, yes. you know, they used to get five, seven, eight pound brook trout in the rivers in Newfoundland. You, you never, that you won't see in terms of resident fish. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, a, a foot-long fish is a really good fish there, and in, in the, as a resident. But the the sea run fish are beautiful. They they're not heavily fished. Um, you know, where on the coast where we are, they come in. There's actually uh, there's actually sea run browns in around St. John's oh, too okay. on the other coast. So that's oh, that's pretty cool. That's like nine hours from where I live. But they there's a real good sea run brown run. See uh, right in the city of St. John's. Yeah. But where we oh. are, yeah, sea run brookies. Um, especially in June into July a little bit, they'll come in on an incoming, you fish an incoming tide in the estuary and um, they'll come in in waves, you know, just pop in the surface, throw a little tiny bug, you, know, you catch them on a dry fly. Oh, you can swing a fly too. And, you know, they'll, they'll you know, there's bigger fish. Um, you know, you can get a five or six or seven pound fish yeah. doing uh -huh. that. Um, or you get a ton of, you know, 14 inch or 16 inch fish, right? Like it, it's, they're, they're, they're great. And the local guys fish for them with spinning rods, not with fly rods. Yeah. God, sea run brookies. That's so cool. And what do they, yeah. they look like? Are they like kind of cool looking? I'm going to Google them. I don't think I've ever seen yeah, them. Yeah, they're silvery. You know, they don't have the deep, yeah. intense colors that the, the freshwater ones do. So they're more silvery looking. But, yeah. you know, if you kind of look through the silver, you can see the patterns, the brook cool. patterns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Jeez. Um, so, okay. So Newfoundland, how did you get into, cause you're a big, you like saltwater fishing. You said earlier, eh? You yeah, I, I've become a real big saltwater guy. Yeah. How did you get um, into that? Um, you know, I heard about it, like, you know, everybody, you get into fly fishing, you know, yeah. bone fishing and stuff. And, and, uh, um, and a buddy of mine bought a trip at an ASF dinner, uh, oh, okay. you know, at the, at the auction yeah. and uh, to a place on, uh, Abaco. So, oh, nice. you know, so he's, you know, divided, I think it was like six rods or something. Right. So it was a big, we got a house and we got a guide and we got six rods. So it, we all divided that up and went down. And again, I'd never done it before. Um, none of us had ever done it before. Um, and uh, yeah, we fished out of Sandy Point, southern part of Abaco, which is very cool, the marls and that area. And uh, 
yeah, again, didn't know what we were doing and, you know, had limited success and it, you know, challenging in an entirely different way and, you know, strip sets and um, a lot of wind, you know, longer casts and wind, being able to manage the wind, being able to manage throwing a lot of line accuracy yeah. is super important, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah. So like we, we blew a million casts and, uh, but you know, we all got, we all got fish in the end and, and it was amazingly beautiful and, and being out in the flats and in salt water and seeing all the other stuff you see, you know, the, the you know, millions of sharks in the Bahamas and rays and turtles and, uh, trigger fish and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. So I was kind of, I loved the place and, you know, that's not, it's not, we didn't fish out of a fancy lodge. We, you know, we, the guy who, um, guided us there, Rickmon, uh, Ricardo Burroughs out of Sandy Point just you know he had a little motel there like we were staying in a mm -hmm. in a house but it Sounds wasn't it, yeah but it wasn't one of those uh you know ten thousand dollar a week lodges yeah. that you know it's not so it wasn't like that and Abaco is not like that in general um mm -hmm. so yeah I, I got you know um I didn't know if I'd ever get back again uh you know it was a lot of money still um and uh but yeah, I, you know, the opportunities started to present themselves and, um, you know, and I had the money to do it. And uh, we went back there a couple of times and, you know, then started branching out. And again, with my sons or with friends and started fishing a bunch of different places, uh, you know, chasing tarpon a little bit, uh, permit a little yeah. bit, um, you know, Mexico, Belize. Uh, I fish on Little Cayman every year. I've got a I go to we go oh, down nice. there in January for a little bit. There's a lake with landlocked tarp in there, which is really oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great that fishery. So cool. That's an awesome <laughs> fishery. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I, I I go to Louisiana for redfish. Yeah. Um, in the fall, so yeah, branched out. You know, anything, anything you can sight fish for. Yeah. Um, especially in an exotic environment, you know, where yeah. I, I'll tell you, it is like all right, like you know, the, again, the saddest thing now is that like today. Um, I should have been in Punta Gorda, Belize fishing. I was supposed to, we had a trip book. Oh, no way. That we had to cancel. Oh, man. So uh, I'm hope, hoping to be back there a year from now. What was your first saltwater, what was the first species you hooked on in salt? Uh, other, than the, other than the mackerel we mess around with in Newfoundland, it would be bonefish. You know, oh, that's bone, nice. You know? And I got to say, you know, like I went, I remember going to a, a seminar it was an i don't know if it's the isaac walton club here or something it was i, I spoke at a, at a thing in hamilton here and then they had a bunch of little you know breakaways and a guy did a, a thing on bone fishing this and, and i never forget this guy making it sound like you know it was impossibly hard like mm -hmm. you know like unless you can cast 75 feet into the wind with a double hull and put it six feet in front of them and yeah. you, you might as well forget it's not true right it's not no it's not that hard it's yeah. just stuff that's harder um and, and i think i think a lot of people get kind of intimidated by the idea and they shouldn't you know like if you go to certain places you know yeah if you want to target a double digit bone you, you know yeah you might spend a lot of time setting that shot up but if you want to catch bonefish out of schools and you know places where there's good popular like you know keys is hard but yeah you know if you, if you can get yourself to mexico or get yourself to the bahamas you'll catch bonefish even if you're not very good you yeah. can catch bonefish and it's loads of fun you know it is oh so much fun it is great i love it yeah yeah so what is it about about the sight fishing that gets you going yeah you know it's kind of, i'm not and i guess i'm not a hunter at all but i right. think it is the it's the hunting aspect of the thinking aspect part of it where you say like you know sometimes as you know a shot just it's like you know a fire drill right it's go 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 it's right there yeah. you know and you, no one thinks about anything totally. and you got to dump it and, <laughs> but you know in those rare moments especially if you're walking 
and and you and you see you know a tail or you see a little bit of nervous water or you see a flash like you know 100 yards away yeah. and you're okay i gotta set this up yeah and there's a fish down there somewhere so okay i gotta start walking where's the wind where's the light yeah you know and plotting that angle yeah. and then setting it up and try and then making the cast like i i love all of the stuff that goes like the, the you know the, the set and the take and the and the first run of a bonefish is you know that's amazing yeah but i love the this the thinking part of it the, yeah. the what it takes to kind of again that's why i love being able to walk and wave when you can it's so much it's i love it way more than being in the front of a, a skiff um mm-hmm. yeah I, I that's that's yeah. what it is it's when and, and when you especially when you can do it yourself when you get to the point where you, where you see it yeah exactly yeah. it's not the guy that's, walking that's you into it you go and you say okay yeah. i got it yeah. you know yeah. that that to me is super satisfying yeah oh big time there's something very satisfying about being able to see what you know people who are not who don't have trained eyes can see you know it's just it's a yeah. good feeling yeah yeah because there's a million times when you can't like you know how many times you've had the guy up on the tower behind you, you said yeah. wait you know, what's wrong with you essentially oh, it's a permit there it's 38 feet in front of you and it's plain as day and you go where <laughs> dude what's going on <laughs> yeah. Totally. so you know i've yeah i've had a lot of those experiences so the rare time when yeah you'd actually say hey that looks like a fish over there and you're right mm-hmm. yeah you feel good yeah. Oh, yeah um so this 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 lake with uh landlocked tarpon uh that's pretty crazy how big do those tarpon get in there not very not very big like yeah. you know 10 15 pounds maybe okay. like a, a a big one um but you know it's uh no one no one fishes it really like, yeah, there's only you know, little Cayman is a tiny little island. You, you fly to Grand Cayman and then take a, a, a twin uh, otter over it. So there's only 180 people on the so island. Beautiful. Oh, wow. So it's, it's gorgeous. You know, it's wow. expensive because of the, you know, it's expensive yeah. to get yeah. food and stuff. But, um, and then there's this little, this brackish water lake in the middle of the island. And uh, it's weird. There are almost no tarpon. Like the only tarpon you see on the shore are maybe a few dock tarpon hanging around looking for scraps, right? But you don't, no one really, there are no tarpon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big tarpon that any that you ever see aside from the dock tarpon, there's a few bone, a little bit of bone fishing, odd a permit sometimes will show up, but in the middle of this, and no one quite, you know, there's no science done. So no one can really tell you why they're there. Yeah. Um, and there must be some flow because the, it's a coral island. So it's probably permeable. So there's some kind of water flow, but the, yeah, the water's, goes from about four feet deep to about 18 inches deep. And you you go out with a guy, a guy will row you out um, in something, you know, very small. There's again, only ever one boat in the lake, but it's a pretty big lake. And uh, you fish sunrise. So so the feed comes on at sunrise and um, which is an amazing experience. Oh, you know, man, you're on, on this lake, the sun rises and you start to see tails and dorsals, you'll, and you hear fish pop mm-hmm. on shrimp. And you, and, and you sight fish to these, you know, yeah. uh, you know, so with like a seven or an eight weight rod. Yeah. Um, and you still got to make a good cast and, you know, and once the sun gets high, they, they stop. But for but if you fish, you fish the bite for two or three hours at sunrise. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. And, you know, like on a normal day, you might get, you know, three or four on a really bad day. You might get one on the best day I ever had. I got 20, Whoa. you know, just they're, they're <laughs> wow. just going crazy on with uh, fishing a, a gulper on the surface so they're oh, cool tarping hitting stuff oh, on the that's surface. cool man oh i'm, li- I'm looking at it on uh, google maps right now <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a very cool place and you know Jesus. um i say under it's not really an angling destination yeah. uh, it's, right. it's more of a diving destination oh cool right. but that uh, yeah, tarpon lake is that tarpon lake is fantastic i love it oh man wow. do you do any diving by any chance 
No, I don't. I bear, I'm a crappy swimmer even. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> stick into the flats right on. I stick to the flats. I yeah. like the flats. Yeah. I'm not a big, t- and I'm not a blue water guy, you know, like I've, yeah. I've done yeah. some blue water fishing. I just doesn't do much for me. I've never done the bait and switch for billfish or anything like that, but yeah, you know, the kind of standard bait fishing, blue water stuff, even for big mm-hmm. stuff, it just, it doesn't, doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah it doesn't grasp, grasp my attention either. I mean, I want to experience it one day, um, but yeah. I should try it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not much skill, like the skills with the guy running the boat. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and it's, you know, like I've, I, I've landed a, like a 40 or 45 pound Wahoo yeah. on a rod, you know, and, and, and that, you know, without a, without a mount and that is a big fish, you That's know, a big fish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's the kind of just trolling and dragging stuff around and not really, again, there's none of that thinking part except for the guy who's running the boat. So, yeah. 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 Um, I hear that. We got, so, okay, let's, let, I just want to daydream for a second here because I know that uh, we're all stuck inside and we don't know yeah. how the heck long we're going to be in here, but um, we got some really cool stuff coming up. I mean, we would normally, um, you know, trout opener, bass opener is going to be here soon. We got summers around the corner. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? Let, let's hope that this thing is over soon. And what, what is, what is the most thing that you're excited to get out for? You know, it's like I normally I do a do, do I do some kind of a spring trip so I would know I said I would be in Belize right now or yeah. be going somewhere but that's obviously scrub but the, yeah. no my my favorite thing is you know before I head out for the summer about to Newfoundland is that in you know once you get into May and you get a hatch yeah there's I, I fish a stretch of the Grand the lower Grand yeah so not not up in Fergus or Alora although I have fished up there but I have a I have a spot that's 20 minutes from where I live here yeah um there's brown, there are browns, some big browns and some resident rainbows and, and then smallies later on, if you want to do that too, which yeah. are, you know, on a popper, a lot of fun. So fun. But, but yeah, like I can fish 20 minutes from where I'm sitting here. I can be on the river. Um, I fished there almost every night last spring that I wasn't doing radio and I, there was never anybody else fishing. Nice. Um, you know, you get, you get people coming down the river and rafts and stuff when it gets warm there. Yeah. That's a pain in the ass. But in terms yeah. of actual anglers, <laughs> I basically had the place to myself. I, it's sort of like the Newfoundland thing. I've been fishing the same stretch of water now for 15 years. Wow. Uh, so I know it. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, sometimes you get a mid afternoon hatch, uh, but often, you know, into the evening, we get into the first two weeks of June, you get brown, like a brown Drake hatch there at nine o'clock. And, Oh man! Uh, at night and in, in yeah. June, when the big boys come out, yeah, um, you know, and, and there's the fish are big enough that you know I'm fishing a five weight, but the fish will take me down into my backing. You know, oh, yeah. like there's some there's some decent fish in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, with none of the angling pressure, right? I I don't like I don't want to fish shoulder to shoulder with people. Like oh. that's not what I got yeah, into no. this for. I know. So, same. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I'm being in solitary, actually. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I, I know that's why I, I kept thinking like if the season opens, like believe me, I won't be near anybody. I'll be socially distancing. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, that yeah. To honest to God, that that for that stretch of about a month to maybe six weeks in there, um, once the water goes down a bit, once you get some hatching. Yeah. Man, oh man, it's that's some of the best fishing my favorite yeah. fishing you know of all those other places i go I, i'm not sure that any of them better than that oh i know i hear you i mean it's such a beautiful river and and also just that time of year you know like nighttime like early summer nighttime hits and it's like it's just calm and warm and the fish are hungry and it's just like the light's right it's just like such a nice it's such a memorable thing like i remember those moments all year you know they can yeah. keep me going it's an astounding river you know and, and it's you know so much of it is urban you know it goes right through the yeah. middle of cities and you know i've been out there 
you know, there's ospreys, you know, there's beavers mm -hmm. swimming by me when I'm casting. I've, you know, I came out one morning early and there was a bald eagle sitting on a rock with a fish in its talons. Like, yeah. you know, that's right in the middle of Southern Ontario here and this huge population base, right? It's, 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 it's wild, you know, and, and um, <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're incredibly lucky to have some of the water we have. Like I, I yeah. used to, again, I don't fish the credit because it's easier for me to go way from Toronto than yeah. closer to Toronto, right? Uh, yeah. Where I am. But man, with those two rivers, you know, never mind the, you know, the Ganey and the other stuff east of Toronto. Yeah. For, you know, considering, you know, there's 5 million people living around here, we have unbelievable angling Absolutely. at our doorstep. Absolutely. Aldo took me to the mainland last year for the first time, and I've been itching to go back every yeah. year. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And that's, again, that's what, two and a half hours, right? So that's yeah. an easy, an easy, an easy shot from here. Yeah. We, like, I get it's great to go to exotic places, but we're, we're in a, you know, there's not many places in Canada, I don't think that are better than where we are right here. Yeah. I know it's true. Agreed. Yeah, we had a Larry Halleck on who he's the president of the Trout Unlimited Club in your area. He takes care of the Middle Grand. Yeah. And he was talking about the resident trout there. And I'm like, I forget, I forget how far south their population because I always, it, you know, it's like you said, usually tend to go to Fergus or Alora, but then you forget about. Yeah, Northern. I don't I don't think many of them get south of the there's a dam in Brantford at the Brant Conservation Area. I think the water gets too warm below that, but above that. You know, except for like, you know, you've got steelhead coming up, obviously, but um, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of springs that come in um, because if you go above Paris, there's no trout either. But mm -hmm. um, but there are places in there where there where there are there's cold water springs coming in, and uh, you know, like where White, you know, and Whiteman's Creek too is the other place you can fish. Yeah. So that yeah, somehow those trout populations, I don't know how, I don't know what the origin of them is. I have no idea why they're there, but because obviously someone put them there at some point, but. Mm -hmm. um, like you know, there's not there. You know, there's no trout in great stretches of the Grand because the water's too warm. But there are spots down there where, uh, yeah, the, where there's enough cold water to keep them going, even in these really hot summers we've been having. So, right. Um, yeah, it's great. And and again, I I have found that the I used to fish Alora a lot, uh, and I love it. It's beautiful up there. But yeah. it just got there's too many people now. Mm -hmm. you know, there yeah, there's a lot of people in Southern Ontario. Oh man, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Good brewery in Alora though. Oh yeah, <laughs> which brewery is that? Laura Brewing Company. Oh, that's a nice it's name. Like right for up, it. It's like right on the uh, river. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. So then, after I guess after the spring comes, then you head out. That's when you go out out east for the summer. You yeah, say, yeah. I usually go down there. Um, I go to Newfoundland at the end of June, kind of around the twentieth of June, and then the fishing peaks where I am in my river from about the first of july to about the 15th of july yeah. you know sometimes a little earlier and then you can move i can go north from there to mm. some of the rivers up in the top of the northern peninsula that are still good way into august yeah um so there's yeah and it's, so i can fish there all summer and then i come back here and try and find some fall fishing um yeah. you know what i ever and then i usually go and then i say i go to louisiana usually in late october early november for a few days for redfish which is that's a great fishery yeah. yeah, that might have to be a yearly commute for. We did Texas last fall, and like I'm down to do that again. So <laughs> fun, so fun, <laughs> man! Oh my god, fly fishing yeah. for redfish in the on the like on the skiffs there. Oh my god, talk about sight fishing and like yes, you know, seeing a really cool take like redfish just like the way their gill plates flare out and they just smoke the fly. Yeah, oh. we've had some, we've had some great. I, my sons and I fished there and I fished there with buddies. We've had some kind of all world days, you know. That's, yeah. You know, we were, I remember we, we were last year, we were down there and we're going to, we're going to keep a fish, you know, but we couldn't, we couldn't catch a fish small enough to keep. Yeah. You know? 
We couldn't catch. We could. We couldn't catch. We, yeah, we couldn't catch. A, we couldn't hook a fish under fifteen pounds. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the ten, the ten, the, the high end was like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Good jeez. So that's a that's a that's a big redfish. Yeah. What is like? What is how is because we didn't. I've, I've heard Louisiana red fishing is quite different from Texas in that in the way the fish act and the way they behave. What is Louisiana fit like? How do you fly fish for them in Louisiana? What's the deal with that? Uh, you're you're kind of out in grass, you know, grassy, uh, you know, kind of the the uh, river mouths. We also fish in barrier islands if the yeah. if you can get out there if the weather's good. There's some really good barrier island fish, and there's and there's other stuff out there. There's like Jack Jack Raval out there as well. Right, so right, right. Big Jack Raval. Um, but um, yeah, shallow water, you know, sight fishing. You're um, you know, you're you're fishing. You're looking for color and looking for movement and yeah. dorsals and tails and uh, it um the weather's really unpredictable there it can be you know it, it can be like summertime hot or it can be you know you're wearing gloves and toques and that yeah. time of year it's hard, you know, hard to know but yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can fish inshore fish are smaller kind of in the channels and the grass or you or you the further out you go the fish the bigger the fish get generally so right uh, but there's a lot of water like we fish out of homa which is uh west and south of uh, west of new orleans yeah and um about an hour west of new orleans but there's a you know there's a vast amount of water there uh there, i think the guys we fish with have six different options in terms of where they put the boat in yeah. um and again you don't get the pressure the other side of new orleans and, and south you get a lot of pressure yeah but but we you know we never see another boat yeah when we're out there you that's know nice, see man. some duck see some duck hunters but we never see other fishermen yeah no that's nice i, I think that's what I, i've seen is is louisiana when you get out deeper those reds get big i mean some yeah. of those pictures of people fishing reds in Louisiana, they're like huge, massive yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah oh they're God. big, big fish. And they, um, you know, and they're aggressive though. Like they're not, like I fish for reds in Florida, um, right. in the Everglades and in Tampa Bay both. And they're, that's a different fish. They're smaller, but yeah. they're really, they're way harder to catch. Like oh, really? They're, they're selective? They're, yeah, really spooky. Huh. Really, really spooky. And, um, you know, you can't, if you blow a cast, that's, you got one shot and then, yeah kaboom right and uh whereas the ones in louisiana if you get a fly in front of them they'll eat it yeah you know they're not they're not <laughs> yeah they're not timid so yeah and they're and they're a lot bigger so yeah I, like i like i got a nice red in tampa bay like about 10 pound red there which is a big one for there and that <laughs> one that was way harder to catch than any of the really big ones i caught in louisiana <laughs> oh man um so yeah it's um but it's again another cool fish they fight really hard they'll you know they 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 run like crazy sometimes yeah. um and then occasionally, you know, you'll get a black, big black drums. Occasionally, they don't yeah. do much, but they're huge. You know, like you yeah. up to forty pounds. Um, <laughs> sheep's head, if you little, little sheep's head, if you can get them to take a fly, it's hard to get them on a fly. But yeah, yeah, there's some other stuff in there too. Yeah, yeah we the were... Texas, Texas Grand Slam. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we we got to get you to Tobago, man. You know, uh, I feel like uh, we should get you on some big permit. That's uh, well, permit. I've I've I have hooked one in my life so far. I've yeah, got right. one. I got it down in uh, Belize. Man, oh man, I've blown a lot of shots at him now, and had a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. Had them refuse Same. a lot of flies. So, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to. I'm. Uh, I, I. It's. You know. It's. It's maddening. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to spend my life chasing them, but yeah. boy, it, it felt good when I got that one last year. I'll tell you, I, I, I was pretty darn happy. It wasn't that big, but I was pretty darn happy. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah, yeah. The frustrations of the permit. Yeah, yeah. experience it with this this man here. This yeah, man Aldo. Tobago <laughs> is a Tobago's a permit rich environment. Well I'm, yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. Like I I don't know anything about it as a fishery, but uh Neither do we. Yeah. It's kinda yeah. down there. 
I went I went down there uh, last Christmas and found out that there's one fly fishing guide there and it's pretty it's it's not you're as alone. Fun. yeah you're alone and uh, there's a bunch of flats on the Atlantic and Caribbean side um, and based on what we've seen is that uh, the majority of permit like the more action that that you can get with permit or August July is a good Ooh. time to go down okay. and apparently getting a grand slam is pretty frequent in there. So, <laughs> wow. This is yeah. this is what the guide said. So um, well, yeah, you we, us get personally, we saw a lot of we saw a lot of a lot of permit. Yeah, like yeah. I do. I think with the majority of my fly fishing in the salt has been Florida. Yeah, and then coming from Florida, going to Tobago and seeing how many seeing so many permit, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... does the fly rod make it to Dunedin? Yeah, at spring training. It has. Oh yeah, absolutely. And or and I also <laughs> have a guy just before I bailed out of there. Um, I have a guy. I have a really good guide I work with. Um, uh, who um, he's actually made a bunch of films too. He was, he was done doing a bunch of stuff for uh, for for Costa, the, all those kind of uh, extreme uh, fishing films that they yeah. do. He was involved <laughs> in that stuff. He great guide. So he, I go out with him, but I, I used his gear this time, so I actually didn't bring my. Uh, he set me up, but we went we went yeah, we went night fishing for snook, which oh, cool. was it was loads of fun. He fished dock oh. lights, you know. And, oh, that's uh, so fun! That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, oh. You're fishing behind all these huge mansions in Tampa, you know, and, and yeah. people get pissed at you sometimes. Like, yeah, the only the only worry is the guys come out with a gun to chase you away. It does happen. But yeah, if you, you go out at like nine o'clock at night and uh, fish dock lights for snook. It's all sight fishing. And you, you just know? see their shadows and stuff? Yeah, they come, they come, you know, those green light, green dock lights that they have down there. A lot of so people cool. track them. Yeah. And you just see them coming through the light. So you, oh, God, that's so you cool. know, so yeah, you can catch a bunch, and then we then you go under the causeway, and we look for tarpon on the uh, where the where the street lights come down in the water on the light line. Oh man! Sometimes oh. You get, there's big tarpon there. Now I've, I haven't I have not hooked one. I've seen a few, but I think a well, little later, like when you get into April May, it's you know I'm not sure you you land many of them there. I don't think you do, but yeah, you can jump them um, <laughs> reasonably easily. You can get really close to them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tarpon. There's a lot of stuff in Tampa Bay. Man, there's night. a lot of, a lot of stuff in general. There's a lot. That's a great fishery. Yeah. Man, oh man. Yeah. Really good redfish. Lots of snook as long as the, the weather's right. Yeah. And then you get stuff coming through like king mackerel and and bluefish and. Oh god. I, I, I've caught all kinds of weird stuff in there. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Night fishing for tarpon and snook. Oh man. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. It's a great. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got a question about um, pinging to the, we're kind of pinging around the world here. Cause I think that's just, that's cool. You're, you're fishing all over. Um, I want to go back to Newfoundland for a second, just because I've heard people catching mackerel. I know it's probably like, you know, akin to like catching rock bass here or something like, you know, just yeah. on a small little rod, but like how, like, how do you fish mackerel on a fly rod? Like what kind of fly do you use? It doesn't matter. You know, like, <laughs> like no, they're, 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 cause if they come in in schools, like we get them in our bay, they come in in schools in the late summer. And um, yeah, they'll take anything that's shiny. Like people use, even with a, with a uh, spinning rod, use what are called mackerel flies, yeah. which are kind of like a, like a clouser looking thing, kind of yellow and red. And they run a string mm. of them. Yeah. You know, they'll run and, and, you know, and hook seven or eight mackerel at a time yeah. um, out of a school. So yeah, if you can get it, get the line, depending on the wind, you know, if you can get the line out far enough and then just a, a real good quick strip, yeah. anything green, anything blue, you know, anything with a little bit of flash. Yeah. They're, um, they, you know, they're super aggressive because they're schooling, you know, yeah. and they, you know, they'll, they, they go too, right. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're fast and they, they'll run and, oh, yeah. um, yeah, they're, they're fun to catch, but when they're on, you know, the water, 
you know, almost boils with them. There's so many oh, of them God. in it. Like these cool. schools. So yeah, on a flat day, you can see the you can see the schools going through the bay. Yep. That's kind of fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's it is. It fun. is fun. And there, you know, and I got a little, I bought a smoker. Yeah. So oh. I, I, I just, I make smoke mackerel and That's uh, awesome. awesome. yeah. Don't talk about yeah. that sounds like, <laughs> That's a cool Fresh day. Mackerel, oh. yeah. That's a cool Jeez. day. Yeah. Um, okay. So we do a segment on the show, every show, um, where we ask, uh, every guest the same five questions. It's not okay. like a buzzer beater thing. It's just another five questions, but it's, we always ask these five questions. Uh, it's okay. called uh, Mitchie's fishies five. Uh, cause my name is Mitchie and there's five <laughs> questions and they're all about fish. Uh, we really pull out, pull out all the stops on the show. Um, okay. So the first question is what is your favorite fish and why? Who, you know, it's probably Atlantic salmon, you know, it, yeah. it, it probably is at this stage. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I think so. Uh, because, you know, because of the challenge and because of the, you know, uh, uh, like a salmon take is still. Oh, yeah. there's there, there's nothing like it you know um yeah. that 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 moment especially you know if you've been working for a while and you know suddenly something happens you know that little bit of movement you see a little swirl and you go okay that's oh, yeah. i i it's yeah it's probably look i i say i'll look i'll fish for anything i i have catholic tastes like i don't yeah. care tight, i'd rather get a tight line you know i've totally uh, yeah I think yeah, I think I've said that to guides, so, you know, at times. Yeah. Like, something's not where I said, look, can we just get tight on something? Let's, yeah. You know, like, let's go shark fishing or something. Like, I'm not <laughs> a flyer. I've done it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing like like an Atlantic salmon, especially on a dry fly. Like, that's... Yeah, that's pretty that's, wild, man. That's pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard so much about Atlantic salmon. Um, like, Aldo did a trip to the Gasp last year, and obviously we've had guests on the show going off about Atlantic salmon and... I think it's just that to me, it sounds like it's just that wildness of the fish and the unpredictability of it, you yeah. know, is what makes it so special. Yeah. It's, and they, you know, and they, you know, they, they're in the air and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't have to be a huge one. Like I, I, I think the best, I, I, the biggest salmon I've, I've, I've landed is probably about 20 pounds. It's decent in, fish, in, man. In, in the, in the God boo, I think. Right. And, yeah. um, but you know, like in, in Newfoundland, you're not going to run into a lot of 20 pound salmon. They're most, I say it's mostly grills, but yeah. I, you know, I think the most exciting fish I've caught have been way smaller than that, yeah. you know, just seven or eight pounds sometimes that, you know, even five pounds, but they yeah. were just in the air and all over the place and across the pool. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's something to be said for that, especially if you're, you know, if you've got the right weight gear, like yeah. if you're not overpowering them and let them do what they, they want to do. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, that's pretty exciting in cold water. They're nice and fresh. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh man, that sounds fun. Atlantic yeah, salmon, baby. We got to do yeah. it. You do, man. <laughs> I know. You do. Um, okay, number two uh, is a cool one actually, because because you you do like going all over uh, the place. This one is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, assuming it's like the best time to go, where would you go and why? Whew. That's a that's a that is a tricky one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're all you know a lot of great places. So many good places. I, yeah, I you know I'll tell you I, I haven't been back to the Bahamas in a little while and I you know and especially Abaco I love it after the hurricane man it just yeah. that went right through that's the that's exactly where I fish but uh you know uh like uh, you know on a on a white sand flat there like that's you know walking a white sand flat in the Bahamas mm-hmm. gosh hard to beat that hard to beat that hard yeah. to looking beat at I'm looking at the flat of the Grand Cayman right now it is there's it is super long I don't know what side of Oh, is that Grand? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's the Big Island. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've never fished that. I've never fished Grand. We always just go right on the little. Grand, so, uh, yeah. But I um, but yeah, no, a, a white a white sand, a hard white sand bonefish flat. 
Yeah. You know, and the best Bahamas. ones that I've seen have been in the Bahamas. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that sounds pretty yeah. nice, especially right right about now. I mean, yeah, it would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be all right. Um, okay, number three is what is your best fishing memory? Uh, it, you know, it's probably fishing with my dad, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, well, or fishing with my sons, you know, like it's it both. Like I remember both my sons getting their first salmon. Like that was pretty cool, you know. Um, oh, yeah. My oldest kid is like a, you know, he's like a salmon magnet. He's been, always had great luck. Really? Catching Atlantic salmon. He got his first one. I think he was 13 or 14. We were out in Newfoundland and way out in the back country. And um, yeah, the guy gave him a beer after he got it. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so that, yeah, that guy, I, either way, you know, like I, I, I have really fond memories of fishing with my father. Yeah. Um, in, in our little stream, you know, up in, uh, up near Georgetown and, uh, you know, and, uh, but yeah, fishing with my kids, man, it's, yeah. it's been, it's been great. And again, I get to do it some pretty cool places. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a, I mean, yeah. Fishing with family is always, answer. I love yeah. fishing with people, you know, like it's fun to fish alone, but fishing with people is also just, that's kind of the yeah. stuff I remember most of the time, you know? Yeah. As long as they're, you know, they got to be equally committed to yeah. it. Yeah. Like you, I, I would say from experience that you don't want to share a boat, you know, a skiff with somebody who is not Crazy. as committed to it to you or <laughs> is not essentially at your level. Yeah. yeah no. um, you know, you can fish with somebody who's better than you. Yes. That's okay. That's good. But but it, it's you know you know the, you know what I'm talking about like oh yeah yeah that that's that's you got to be matched to make it right you know to make it work yeah so, yeah. yeah how but long are we general, gonna, yeah how long are we gonna fish for are we done I'm tired I want to go back yeah that's <laughs> I hate uh, that you stuff know, man Get or like a, a million blown shots in a row and you know, <laughs> yeah you're you like staring at your feet and, you know, yeah. okay I remember I remember fishing with Aldo in uh, Texas and I kept stri- I kept strip setting. Um, on redfish and he looked like his head yeah. was gonna pop off <laughs> yeah the trout you trout doing the trout lift yeah, yeah sorry i was trout setting i was trout setting yeah. i wasn't strip setting and yeah. uh I, I kept every wow. time i would do it i go shit and i'd look back and matt and Aldo would just be like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all done it man yeah. we've all done that i just was doing that because i had the camera i was like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> ready for me to make this sweet set and then i just like fling it right out of the mouth yeah amazing um number four is why do you fly fish why do you fly fish at all uh, uh yeah that's a tough one because like, it's hard to explain to people who don't do it yeah i think sometimes but it's you know and again i don't it, like if i tide flies it would be the total package i guess then i would say you know i create this thing and i take it out and i um you know try and match something and try and figure out you know understand nature a little bit for a moment you know i i, I do think that's part of it though is that is that sense of that you have to be present yeah you know which sounds like a cliche on a you know meditation tape or something but it no, it's, but it's true you know you have to be you use your eyes and your ears you know you you have to be you know like and again i love that if i'm out of my little my 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 favorite spot here you know and you know you hear a little tiny splash you know or just you're a fish you can hear a fish sucking a fly somewhere you know and you know say okay you know where was that and you, you know you see maybe a little ring or something mm-hmm. and just that sense of kind of you know, it's not just about, you know, it's not about the, the hooking and the landing necessarily. It's, it's, it's about, it's that whole thing. Yeah. That whole process of being, um, yeah, engaged with, with the natural world. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's meditative, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. you have to think and you have to kind of, you, know, you have to be strategic and you have to, and there's some physical skill and there's fine motor skills and, you know, all kinds of things can go wrong. Lord knows that's true. <laughs> But I, but I, I, but I love that sense of, you know, when it's right, that you're just, there's nothing else. Yeah. Like that's, that's the complete, the whole universe mm-hmm. is, 
is is the you and a fly rod yeah. and what's in front of you and like I, I don't know i don't have anything there's nothing else does that for me yeah yeah same yeah, yeah. no i know it's I true i stopped meditating since i've been fly fishing yeah yeah go. i can it's it it is you know there are no bad i always say like it's i like i i golfed when i was a teenager and then i quit and i wasn't bad Mm-hmm. and uh but i i literally walked off a golf course on the second tee and never golfed again because i was i i realized yeah. i hated it you know yeah. i hated the people you know yeah. and, and people were angry right and they're throwing their clubs and you know and i yeah. think these guys are assholes and um <laughs> yeah. this isn't fun right like this what why am i doing this and you, you could go out and fish and not catch anything and it's still good yeah totally right? 100%. There's, there's, i've never had a bad day fishing yeah, so, I love you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. Golf, I know. I hear you. Yeah. Fishing is definitely much more. Well, yeah, you're right. You got to plug yourself in. I mean, like fish, fly fishing in nature. Like you got to understand so much more uh, about the environment, the nature, and what's around you. So you're just like the default is you have to kind of unplug yourself and and become more in tune with what's going on around you. It is meditative for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Um... I, I say like I if, if I need to kind of get myself into a space you know if I'm having a tough time or yeah. you know or I'm feeling overwhelmed I can take myself to a place yeah you know where and I say okay that's yeah I can I can take myself back there if I need to yeah no, that's great it's great answer um, number five and the last in uh, Mitchie's Fishies five is uh, what fly pattern represents you best and why like if you were a fly what would you be oh man. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question man you know the, the, the pattern I, I i tell you the pattern i fell in love with last year yeah. salmon fishing which i'd never used before green machine green machine. and i'd never used oh, and and i never used it before right and the yeah. ones and the ones i was using like because it's tied a whole bunch of different ways but these ones were like they're almost tied like a dry fly but you, you use them as a wet fly right yeah. and um and i i i've only you know the, the other ones i found some other ones that weren't as good but um that fly last year and again i'm trying I, I, i'm trying to think what it is you know like why i kind of you know like you, you bond with a fly right in, yeah. in certain situations right <laughs> oh, say. totally yeah. yeah and uh and it was just you know it cut it just cut such a perfect line through the water and it moved at the perfect speed and you know it, it i i had uh anyway it's kind of an ugly looking thing right like it's not a pretty fly in any way and again it doesn't look like any insect like i you know i I, you know, I'd love to say, a, you know, a, a tiny little perfectly tied trout fly or something yeah. where it's, you know, like a little perfect little, you know, number 18 bluing olive or something, yeah. right? That you, you're going ahead and, you know, and I, and I use those things too, yeah. but this thing, you know, this thing doesn't look like anything. Yeah. Um, and it's not really a wet fly and it's not really a dry fly. Yeah. But my God, they're um, like, the, I caught two really good fish on it last year in, in the same pool in the same place, big, big fish for Newfoundland. And, uh, just kind of watching that thing i can i can see it in my head now that just see the thing going across the skimming across the water and the you know this yeah. head coming out and taking it. <laughs> it so yeah that's yeah awesome. I, i'm not sure that's a good explanation but that right now that is my that's my that's my uh i love it that's my holy fly great. right now yeah good one yeah. it'd be the green machine i love that that's yeah. great i love that i, I think... don't think we've had a green machine no. An answer. No, no i don't think we ever have that's a good answer. I think uh, once we're, I think we keep saying one day we're going to make a book of all the answers and we'll put a picture of you and then we'll put the green machine on the other page. And yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> explanation right. yeah. Ugly old fly. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so you mentioned that you, you don't tie flies. Is that something you ever thought uh, you might get into? Uh, I tried it when I was a kid. It, it just, it, it didn't work for me. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you know, I may just may not have the fine motor skills to do it. I don't know. I, I admire people who can, you know, like I've, 
I, I know some great tires and uh, some out, out in Newfoundland, especially, I know some unbelievable tires out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to let them do it for me. You know, like it's, I, I, I understand it and I understand the art, um, but you know, and I wish, you know, if there are times I wish in the middle of winter, maybe I had that going for me where I could sit and tie, but it's just, I just don't think that's my thing. You know, I, I, I just don't, I, I'm not sure I'd be good at it. I wasn't good at it. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't think it's me. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it definitely, it's true. That is, uh, it is, uh, it is a good, I mean, right now is a great time to be tying flies. We've been kind of tying yeah. a little bit more because, uh, you know, it's just kind of like, we need to stock the boxes and we're always like, ah, hey, we got no time, but it's like, Right now we have tons yeah. of time, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, no excuses now. Exactly. No excuses now. Yeah. Uh, Steven, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. It's a blast. Uh, man, this has been a tonic for me. I got to yeah. tell you. It's, oh, great. Talking fishing, man. I wish, just wish we were fishing, fishing, but uh, hey, soon enough. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, when, enough. hopefully when all this thing's over, we can uh, connect on the water and go for some trout. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Awesome. Yeah, just, uh, just point the direction. Tell me the day I'll be there. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, also, also uh, you know, maintain your sanity in uh, isolation. And I hope everything goes well for you. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much again for coming. Yeah, yeah you too, guys. Uh, stay safe, man. Okay. And, uh, we'll be. Th- we'll get through it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Thanks. All right. See, See you, guys. See ya. Well, that was Stephen Brunt. Uh, it was a great chat. Thanks for coming on the show again, Stephen. Um, yeah, it was fun to talk about you know, it's nice to have these podcasts where we can just talk about fishing, you know, and just, just chat about just fishing, you know, no, like no heavy topics, no, you know, during these heavy times, just be able to escape for a bit and go South fish the salts through stories. And, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and although I think you played it cool, man, because like you're a huge fan of Stephen Brett, because you're a big, you're a big baseball guy. And Stephen's like one of the best sports writers in, in the country. Well, for me, like, um, especially when I really got into, I mean, I didn't really get into baseball before moving to Toronto. Ottawa didn't have, I mean, I have to tell you this, Ottawa didn't have baseball. Ottawa Lynx, man. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> they, they disbanded, man. The whole team disbanded. Yeah. Um, didn't really have baseball, so I never really got it. Like, I get, you know, we, we won 92, 93. That didn't really land for me, right? So, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's cool watching highlights sort of, but you have no attachment to that. But like after moving here and going to games, somebody brought me to a game, I'm like baseball. And I went, and I was like, baseball. And then it became one of my favorite things to do. Like, cause you can ride your bike. Yeah. yeah. The tickets are cheap, or at least they were before they started winning. Yeah. And uh, like drive, ride my bike to, you know, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like sunny out. Yeah. Rome's open. You got a beer and some popcorn. Yeah. Oh, it's a good feeling, man awesome yeah. that is awesome and you can like it's just, it's just a great way to spend you go with your buddies and you just like chat you know yeah. and yeah it's it is fun well and then and then so i started reading and listening to sports radio especially in the car driving around from restaurant to restaurant yeah every day and it was more often than not steven's voice in the car yeah so i was like when i was working at drift stocking shelves and then all of a sudden he was in the store i was like wait a minute i know that guy Oh, yeah, he's just guy. he just loves to fish, and it's cool that he like got a passion for it in Ontario. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, it is. He, yeah, it is really cool, and um, yeah, and then he fishes the same waters as us, and we can share that uh, kind of passion together. It's uh, it's fun. It's always fun to see you know who's out in the community, and it's amazing because we always. I mean, we never know. Like, like, did you know Stephen Brent was a fly fisher before you heard him come in the shop? No. Yeah, so it's like we never. You know, you just kind of like. 
every day we learn more and more things about the community that we didn't know before. And it's like, you've been listening to him for, for years. And then, Oh, he's a fly fly fish is where you fly fish. It's like crazy, man. It's super cool. I know. It's like same water. I fish. Yeah. Kind of. And he's right about Atlantic salmon too. Like, I know I keep droning on about this, but it's almost like, I guess you could like even draw a parallel to the flies you use for them. It's almost, it's like unbelievable that a fish takes. So I think that's what makes it so special. Right. It's like you're there, you see them, and you're just swinging constantly. And then all of a sudden it happens and you're like, you almost don't register it. Yeah. Until like, it's just complete chaos. It's yeah. complete chaos. Cause they're just like, <laughs> and you've been spending a whole day not doing anything but swinging flies through yeah yeah no it's true i know we definitely got to do do that um it's the afternoon now it's 2 15 2 16 yeah. and so yeah. we are drinking some 40 creek yeah we poured some 40 creek poured a little 40 creek because it's sunday and mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere nope. and um why not you know um uh, what do you guys right. got what are you guys planning today well uh, you What's that, Aldo? I might play some video games. Ooh. <laughs> Yelma? Yelma? Uh, yeah, you know, probably just... Oh, actually, fuck, man. Um, I got a call at 2.30 with my mom, who's in Trinidad, my dad in Mississauga, my sister in Brampton. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got a little screen okay, time. Nice. They want to do tea time, and they want me to put a dress, dress shirt on. To... That's I love fun. That. That's fun. Are you gonna do yeah. it? I ha- oh, I have to. Do you have tea? I do. I have some. Uh, I have oh. some nice variations of okay. um, some teas. Some nice varietals. Uh huh. You know? Got that and, President's uh, Choice orange pico. And- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Earl Grey. Nice. Yesterday, I I uh, was writing um, a fishing article for um, for uh, somebody, and. Um, I was writing it. He wanted the he wanted to, me to write a story about like what my good day on the water looks like. What does a good day on the water look like to you? Which I thought was a super cool topic. And I like started writing, and um, I ended up writing about Bass Lake Bass Opener last year, um, and how fun that was. And then I got really? thinking about Bass Opener coming up, and I'm like, God, it can't come soon enough. Like I'm sitting here just like thinking about fishing that day. Remember, it was perfect weather, sunny, twenty degrees. We were just bobbing around that lake with Doritos. Uh, listening to music, drinking bush, and then and catching largemouth. I'm like, God, that was fun, man. It was so much fun. Oh God, I'm looking forward to that. And we're saying uh, that uh, Yilma, you've got that weird little raft, and that we can use as a snack barge this year. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll put I mean, a cooler on it. We can just float a cooler on it, and we can just be anchor a snack. it straight up. Yeah. Anchor it in the middle of the pond, and then That's we just amazing. kick to it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's like brand new. It's just you know, it's That's such great. a good idea. Like we're so gonna put a cooler on that thing and just anchor yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yes, and with the meat at the barge, and we'll all just kick over to the barge. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. And then we start getting more sophisticated. We'll bring like a Coleman stove, and we can make like hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? whole flotilla of uh, we're just out there cooking and drinking and... <laughs> we're not leaving oh man I don't, that's the only reason we had to leave was because we had to go back for for lunch yeah that's it eat some hot dogs so we could just if we could bring the dogs out there yeah have to that's leave. Smart. but yeah. i was thinking about that i was like man that's gonna be oh god i can't wait for that because trout opener is also awesome every year we have so much fun trout opener we see joe on the river and we fish and we catch fish and it's fun 
and we've gotten mm-hmm. lucky with weather in the past years, but it's only yeah. a few weeks away. So it's like, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen this year for us in the same, in the same sort of way that it has before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely won't be a, yeah, it's tough, right? Cause it's like, yeah, you're isolated on the river, but at the same time you're not staying home. So it's like, I know. Yeah. Might not yeah, be. No. Exactly. Cause, cause the thing is you got, you got to get gas. Maybe you stop to get eat, something to eat. So it's like, you yeah. know, it's maybe not the best thing to do, but people are still fishing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like it feels kind of, I get it. Cause you, yeah, if you have a way you can get to the river and you're not coming to kind of great, go do it. But yeah. you know, we're definitely not going to be together and, you know, hugging after we catch a brown and Yilma freaking out. And yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be like that this year. So the next thing is bass opener, you know, it's like maybe, maybe it'll be a little better by then. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm just dreaming right now. I'm just daydreaming of good times gone past last summer. We're so naive to the whole thing and just living our lives. Look at this yeah. now. Cooped up. Yeah, no, I'm dreaming too, Mitch. I'm there with you. A couple of fish in a tank. Look at us. But we are tying. <laughs> we are we are tying flies, though. We uh, we uh, head over to our YouTube page. Um, because we, we, we have a, we have a video out of us blindfolded fly tying bass streamers for bass opener. If we uh, are able to make it this year together, but, um, yeah, check that out on our YouTube page. I'm actually trying to upload it right now. My, uh, it has, it's been kept failing for me guys. I don't know. I got to figure it out. I'm going to try again and see if it, uh, works. Hey, the good thing is, uh, Rob from drift gave me some, uh, tying material and some, um, some utensils, uh, Flying, uh, they got scissors. I got, I got my vice. I have my uh, got all the stuff you bob- need. Bobber, bobber, bobbin, bobbin. That's what it is. Bobber, so- bobber. You know what a bobber is? Bobber is. It's like the basics, <laughs> most basic of fishing things. Um, I got my bobbin, and I'm going to be tying things without any information or without any experience, and I'm going to see if it fishes. Well, information you can get. Well, from you two, yeah. Tim Camisa, man, or just like, uh, yeah, go or, look at Tim's or Chris. Chris's videos on Drift. Yeah, they've been doing they've been yeah. doing tying videos. Yeah, no, I've been I've been watching them. They're pretty good. Rob's videos too, man. Rob's a great tire. Yeah. yeah. When I started yeah. fly tying, I I would go on YouTube and watch. Um, there was this fella down in, jeez, uh, down in the state somewhere. I think it might have been Ohio or something, and he did tying videos, and they were great. So I used those to watch techniques, and then I had this book, like fly tying for beginners, and it was just. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a spell, like a spiral bound book of just recipes. And right, it was right. killer because it would just say everything you need, and you just go and you, once you know the techniques, you know exactly how it's tied. So then you just work your way through the yeah. book. That's it. Yeah, That's well, it. actually, uh, yeah, Rob uploaded some like fly patterns with like a. Oh, nice. With, I guess from, you could call them a menu item. as <laughs> mm-hmm. a picture, and then it has like what you need to tie it, which is cool. And of mm-hmm. course, you can always, if you don't have that exact thing, you can always change colors too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Exactly. But yeah, Tim's a great resource, man. man. Tim's Tim's videos are awesome. Oh, they're they're great. Check them out yeah. for sure. And I think we're gonna try to do a little video, YouTube video with Tim too, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's down. That'd be fun. But anyways, uh, yeah. What was I gonna say? I don't know, baby. I don't know. What oh, the time last year I was on a river with Tim and you guys oh, yeah. were in South Africa. That oh, yeah, was exactly a year ago. All right, that's free as birds. Yeah, we yeah. fished. We fished. We were a year ago. We were fishing uh, for rainbows in South Africa and doing some work. Yeah, Browns in Pennsylvania. Oh what man, t- yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we gotta do what we gotta do. You know, like it's uh, it's know, a tough time. You know how lucky we were. Oh, how we lucky! 
Exactly. I knew how lucky we were. Great way of looking at it. Very lucky to have those experiences. And we can look back on them. We can talk about them now. Yeah. Remember days gone by. Cherished moments on the water with pals. Yeah, I can't wait to do more saltwater fly fishing. He got now juice. Yeah. As, as frustrating yeah. as it can be, it is. It is. It's cool. So much fun. Yeah. It is cool. But you know what I'm looking forward to, Aldo? Um, some pike this this June. Definitely looking forward to that, pike. if 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 possible. Yeah. I had such a good time at Wabasket, and I haven't had a pike on my line since then. So this this June, if if it if all fares well. That's going to be a good fucking trip. I'm excited. Jesus. Whoa. Sorry, you can beat that one out. No, I'm just excited. I'm not beeping yeah. anything. Not heavy, man. Yeah, um, we got invited to Ensigami Lodge up in Nikino, which is 14 hours north. Holy shit. <laughs> and uh, hopefully um, we yeah. get to go up there because that'll be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't this year, I'm sure we will eventually. But Eventually, but for sure, because it looks so, really it's so beautiful out there. Yeah, and... Um, the operators seem like really, really great people. Yeah. So it'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This year, if we're able to eventually, if things, the three of us can get together again, at least we'll be able to go explore uh, more of our Ontario home waters. And um, that's always fun to do. Obviously we always go up North when we can. And um, so that's, I think what this year would be, because we would just, if we wouldn't be able to travel, travel abroad to see our, our friends uh, South of the border, we'll, uh, we'll just go, we'll go around Ontario, you know, if, as yeah, long as we like, can. Hey, I haven't been to the Saugeen. Yeah. I know. I haven't fished the Saugeen. Oh, the Saugeen in the summer yeah. too. There's a dude. Uh, trip took me to the to where the Saugeen, the mainland. I forget the other river where they kind of where they beaver? start falling out. The beaver where they start falling out. Yeah, funneling out, and it's cold all through the summer. Hottest days you can fish for trout, which yeah. people don't know. I shouldn't have said that. Maybe we shouldn't tell anybody this, but it was amazing. It's gorgeous. Like I said before, if you're not with Trip, you won't find his spots. Yeah, <laughs> like. Even when you're with him, like he took me to a spot, like even if you showed me the trailhead, I couldn't, I couldn't find. Yeah, I couldn't find the river from the trailhead. Trip is, uh, yeah, he's one with the river. Those rivers up he there. He is one with the river. He knows he, them like he, the back of his hand. Yeah, so it's, yeah. and he's he fun to fish with. Yeah, the beaver, yeah. but that would be cool too, because both of you guys haven't have a beaver. Yeah. Well, Sorry, you have. Sorry, my bad. But yeah, Mitch, Saugeen, the beaver. I know. And like the more with Larry and Stephen, like we were talking in the middle. Oh. Talk about the middle grand, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Go fish. Go fish our. Uh, yeah, our... Try to find those, those trout. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And on Buckshaw and up and up, you know, up on Bass Lake where we like to go, and you know, mm-hmm. um, and obviously up to Tomogamy, up to Elk Lake. I, I hope that uh, those guys are doing okay. I'm gonna send them an email, I think, just to see how how things are going for them up there because we haven't talked to them in a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they're doing okay up there, and. Um, I don't know. It is a tough time, but everybody, hopefully, hopefully they get through it. Um, cause they're great, uh, man, Ontario, baby. I love it. Yep. I Lots love of it. love. Lots of love. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening to the show today. I think it was, uh, it was a good one. It was fun again. Like I said, just to step out of the craziness for a moment, talk about fly fishing, um, with Stephen Brunt, um, who is, as Aldo said, one of the best sports writers in the, in the country, North America. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, check out Stephen's stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you've already uh, probably already a pretty big fan of Stephen. He is a fly fisher, and uh, that's amazing. Thanks so much again, Stephen, for coming on the show. And uh, that's it for me, Mitch Aldo. That's it for me. Hey, Elma. That's it, guys. Great. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thanks for listening, and take care. Bye. Thanks for listening, and take.
care. Care. Thanks for. All right, I gotta call my mom. And take. But. You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at thesoflycrew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.